0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. And today we are talking about a little movie that was filmed right here in the new orleans area how special there were a couple of things i recognized like the mall i'm pretty sure it's sure it's oakwood center which is in Terrytown, which is basically gretna south of the city and then the little canals there are plenty of them around here and they all kind of look the same but it's it's uniquely new orleans metro just this part of south louisiana and then also the roof damage on one of the houses because that's normal to, seal, to still see houses that haven't recovered from a hurricane two years ago, or to see property that hasn't recovered from Katrina. Yeah, that's normal. You, That's not unusual to see. So, yeah, this film, movie was filmed right here in New Orleans, Five Nights at Freddy's. I saw it last night at my regular AMC, and we're going to talk about it. And I'm not going to keep you here super long. I don't think there's a whole lot to say here. So let's just get into it, okay? So Five Nights at Freddy's is directed by Emma Tammy, stars Josh Hutcherson, Elizabeth Lale, Piper Rubio, Mary Stuart Masterson, and Matthew Lillard. Funny enough, Matthew Lillard is starting to pop up and go viral on TikTok, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, so quick disclaimer, because this movie is based on a video game series, I've never played it. I'm not big on video games. I have like a select, I say, ten that I love to play, including arcade games. But Friday Five Nights at Freddy's just wasn't one of them. So if you're looking for that perspective on how this compares to the game, um, unfortunately, I cannot give that to you. Th- that's not going to be here. I can't tell you about the Easter eggs. But I can tell you that if you have played the game and you're a big fan of the game, you enjoy it, you love it, you're looking forward to this movie for that purpose. And you're purposefully going into this looking for those Easter eggs, those little nods to the game. You're going to have a much different experience than those of us who have never played the game you're going to go in there with a little more bias and you're going to be a little less objective. And there's nothing wrong with that. Understandably. So it's same goes for anyone who read the book before they saw the movie or there, or a Marvel fan who has watched every single movie and all the television shows, you're going to go in there with a little more bias. You're going to be a little less objective and that's fine. So my perspective is going to be complete. No bias at all, because I don't know anything about the game. And a little more objective. So uh, the best I can do is tell you about the quality of the movie. I can't tell you about the entertainment value because you and I are coming from completely different perspectives. And that's cool. Now, I will say that if you are a fan of the game, this movie was made for you. I think you are going to be thoroughly entertained because there are elements in this movie that are definitely for you. Um, we're starting to see this kind of come up, right? You know, video game adaptations. We had Mario earlier this year, Super Mario Brothers. We had Gran Turismo. Uh, in the summer and you know now we have five nights at Freddy's I-, I think what those movies did differently though is they were able to kind of speak to an audience that may or may not have played those games now I, I don't know who on God's green earth has never played Super Mario Brothers like there's no excuse you can play it on a regular old-school Nintendo. You can play it PlayStation, Xbox. You can play it on a Switch. You can play it on your phone. There's no excuse. like, what are you doing with your life? And then, you know, Gran Turismo. But I think what those movies did is they were able to kind of connect the audience to the game through the movie. Does that make sense? So if you've never played the game, you still got an experience where you got to kind of experience elements of the game within the movie. So you could still follow along and be engaged in the same way... Maybe not quite the same, but in the same way as someone who is an, an avid player of the game, like Gran Turismo, for instance, the way they would have the markers like you have would have in a normal game where they would you know, show people shifting from first to second to third, fourth place and whatnot, you know, scoreboard stuff. And even in Super Mario Brothers, where he's going through a course and it looks like the course in the game or, you know, Super Mario Kart, stuff like that, where those of us who have played the games, we very familiar with it. And those who have never played the games can kind of engage with the game that way through the movie. Five Night at Freddy's doesn't do that. So they don't really engage the audience with respect to the game. Do you know what I mean? So this really was made for people who love the game. Those of us who have never played it, we're not really given a thought. So that's what i can tell you if you have played the game you're a fan i think you are going to be entertained at the very least the rest of us this movie is basically fun trash now i didn't do a full review on haunted mansion but in my tiktok review i i said you know fun trash i think it was haunted mansion that i said fun trash and then there was another movie that also said fun trash um till death do us part fun trash it's it's fun it's it's cool you know you'd probably watch it again it's one of those cool movies that you can just play in the background while you're doing housework but it's trash it's not very good this movie is not good um again if you've played the game and that's what you're going for you're going to be entertained because again this movie was made for you but for the rest of us this movie was dumb it was just really stupid didn't make much sense the plot was very thin I, I can't tell you how this works in video game adaptation. I'm just gonna keep saying this and so y'all hear me. I can only tell you about the quality of the movie we're, we're, just from a cinematic perspective the the plot was very thin. The acting was kind of wooden, which is weird because Josh Hutcherson is a good actor. Matthew Lillard is a good actor. In spite of the director's just misdirection with respect to acting, I think Matthew Lillard shines the best out of everyone in this movie, which sucks, though. Because his acting is so good and because he portrays his character from beginning to end to a T, you really know the end from the beginning. Like, you know how the movie's going to end just by the, the performance that he gives. Everyone else is very sullen, very wooden, very just and we have Mary Stuart Masterson in here and she's a great actress but she was very caricature you know the director said here's your personality now work within those bounds there was no really nuance there was no layers we don't really have a whole lot of character development here So what is this movie about? This movie is about a dude named Mike. Mike can't keep a job to save his life, but he has to have a job because he has custody of his younger sister. Their mother, we find out in the movie, passed away and dad is just not capable of taking care of her. So he has custody and he's in the middle of a custody battle with his aunt, played by Mary Stuart Masterson. Well, he has a job at the beginning at the Malls a Security Guard, which I'm pretty sure is Oakwood Center Mall in Terrytown, aka Gretna, aka the West Bank. And he ends up pummeling a guy, like punching me in the face, because he thinks this guy is kidnapping a little boy. It turns out the little boy is his son. So he loses his job. He ends up at a career counseling center trying to find work. And his career counselor is Matthew Lillard. And the way he kind of comes off is very creepy and just slimy. There's something about him that's a little off, and I think that's where you kind of get a good idea as to where this movie is going to go from there. Um, None of the... The ending should not be a surprise to you. So, he offers him a job, and he's like, no, I can't do this. I work nights. I I don't work nights. And eventually he turns, you know, comes around and says, okay, I'll take the job. And it's a night security job at Freddy Fazbear's, a popular 80s, you know, pizzeria for kids, much like Chuck E. Cheese with um, a mix of Teddy Ruxpin, you know, the bear. I had one of those. That thing was terrifying now that I look back on it, but I love that freaking bear. Do you hear me? My mom was very disturbed (laughs) by my love for that bear. But yeah, very much like Chuck E. Cheese, but a little more creepy and Kind of nightmarish. Kind of reminds me of the Easter Bunny at Walmart. There's nothing cute about the Easter Bunny. I'm just saying. So he's working a night shift at this closed down, you know, beat up Freddy Fazbear's restaurant. Because, you know, Steve, played by Matthew Lillard, says the owner is very sentimental. You know, he just doesn't want to give it up. And again, so many little clues in his performance as to who he actually is. So... We go to Freddy Fazbear's with him and kind of an interesting, boring night. We're learning a little bit more about Josh as, you know, he has this younger sister he has to take care of. But it turns out when he was younger, he witnessed the abduction of his younger brother, Garrett, and he is trying to find clues to his abduction in his memories. So he goes to sleep every night. He kind of forces himself to go through the same dream every single night, you know, listening to the sounds of nature, falling asleep, staring at a poster of Nebraska, you know, to kind of trigger his memories of those last moments, you know, them camping out in a Nebraska forest. So he can kind of relive that moment and see if he can find new clues trigger his memory somehow to remember who was it that took his little brother. And we have these, you know, little dream sequences here and there. And these little kids out of nowhere popping up in his dream. Well, we later find out that Freddy Fazbear's after it shut down, um, there were rumors about Freddy Fazbear's, about kids that went missing. And, you know, this place was, you know, searched from top to bottom. The kids were never found. We've learned about this all. We learned about all of this from a police officer named Vanessa. And, you know, Freddy Fazbear's is on her regular beat. So she makes a point to get to know who the security guard is. And. I I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, eventually he brings his little sister to work because his babysitter turned out to be a backstabbing hoe. We don't like her. She was working for the aunt trying to find dirt on him and there was no dirt. So like, hey, why don't we just mess up Freddy Fazbear's and get him in trouble so he'll lose his job? So they go to Freddy Fazbear's and mess up the place and then they all end up getting killed, including her. And that's probably the best scene in the whole movie is, you know, them um not being alive no more after that it's just kind of dull and boring this movie's not scary it's pg-13 so there's no gore it makes no sense i don't understand how you have these killer animatronics um very much you know chucky on steroids and there's no gore in this movie there's a little bit of blood here and there like he gets cut or stuff like there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care that but there is no blood and guts gore we kind of see shadows silhouettes of things happening or um the it's things are positioned in such a way that we don't really see what's going on but that part of the movie is probably the best part is when these guys breaking in all get murdered by these animatronic you know stuffed animals so yeah the movie is just very dull kind of boring no plot it doesn't really make much sense. There are things that are kind of added in the plot that never get resolved. Like a delinquency notice on his door. It looks like it might be, you know, for rent. Or mortgage or something and we never get a resolution for that you know he depends on Freddy Fazbear's for a job and then obviously after everything ends and he's no longer at Freddy Fazbear's like what happens next you know he obviously keeps his niece does he um, get find another job is the house saved they get to be together forever like there are a lot of things that are introduced into the plot that never get a resolution you know these are the things that are introduced in the plot are designed to make us connect and empathize with him and yet It's just kind of thrown in there. There's no real resolution. And I think a lot of that has to do with this movie going through so many production companies, so many writers, so many directors before they set it on Emma Tammy, who, I I don't know, I felt like she kind of chickened out with this. This could have gone in two completely different directions. This could have been, you know, a nice little slasher gore fest. It could have been a horror comedy. I think there was potential for this to be a horror comedy, and didn't happen. I think The fact that we only see Matthew Lillard twice... In the movie, and it's really a good maybe 10 minutes, it was a mistake. Because again, he is the best part of the movie. And I think adding him in there and making him kind of a central point would have added to the tension and the suspense. But yeah, this movie is just not scary. It's just dull. But again, if you are a fan of the game, I think you will be entertained. Because there are certain things within this movie that you're going to notice that we won't. Those things that matter to you, for us, they're just kind of meaningless and stupid. You know, you know what I mean? It's just kind of a it's a dull, fun trash of a movie. I mean, but it's entertaining enough, I guess. It's just I was very disappointed. I expected a little bit more. This thing could have been so I expected this to be fun. I expected this to be a fun ride of a horror movie. Some horror movies are just straight up scary and terrifying, and some are just so much fun. Like it's a roller coaster ride, and it wasn't. And I was sad. I was very, very sad. All right, parental units, this is the part of the podcast where I answer your most burning question Is this movie appropriate for my child? Okay. Before I even get into answering this question, you know, my normal disclaimer, you know, your child, you know, your family, you know, your standards, you know, your values, you know, what's best for your family. So whatever it is that I say, filter it through that. Okay. Number two, though, this movie is also on Peacock. So not only is this in theaters, but it's also streaming on Peacock and basic Peacock. I don't think it's all that expensive if you don't have it. But honestly, I feel like if there's a streaming service to have, Peacock is the one that most people would have, because I feel like universally we all love Law & Order. And Law & Order, SVU, Criminal Intent, the new one with organized crime is all on there. I'm tangent. Anyways, so yeah, the movie is streaming on Peacock. So parents, mothers in particular, because I know a lot of moms like to do this, you are able to watch the movie first. Before you allow your child to watch it, you are able to watch the movie first and make a decision. So I highly recommend doing that. If you ever have an opportunity, and me as a person who reviews movies, if that should ever arise, I will let you know, hey, you can watch this first. It's streaming, so on and so forth. But good little hint to parents, I highly recommend watching the movie first before you let your family watch it. I think that's just good practice personally, no matter what the movie is. But my personal opinion, I think if your child is like nine years or older, maybe eight, they'll be fine. The movie's not scary. It's not gory. There's a little bit of blood, but it's like he gets a cut on his arm kind of deal. Or, you know, he gets scratches on his back. But... It's not gory. It's not really scary. Not even jump scary. The movie's kind of dull. I think for adults, you're going to find it a little dull. Your child might find it a little more entertaining. It might be a little more fun for them. You know, these are like giant animatronics. So if your child has ever been to Chuck E. Cheese, that, it might give them a little bit of a complex. I don't know. But... Yeah, I think Kid will honestly be fine. This is rated PG-13, so do keep that in mind. But because it's rated PG-13... One of the reasons why it's rated PG-13 is because it's so light on the horror and it's so light on the gore. So I think this movie was purposely, like, dialed back so that a larger audience could enjoy it. With Rated R, it makes things a little bit difficult. Parents are a little more hesitant. And also with Rated R, um, certain theaters have rules with respect to young kids going to see rated R movies, um, sometimes after a certain time period or even with an adult. Sometimes some theaters don't even allow kids in rated R movies at all. So, with it having a PG 13 rating, it's guaranteed that anyone and everyone who wants to see the movie can see it. But I, I honestly think your kid will be fine, truthfully. But I highly recommend for parents go to Peacock, subscribe, get a free trial, do what you need to do, and watch the movie first and then make a decision. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to me rant and rave about yet another movie. So that was Five Nights at Freddy's, directed by Emma Tammy. Just to sum it all up, I think if you are a fan of the game, you're going to find this entertaining. But for the rest of us, it's fun trash. Basically it. So what's coming up? Okay, so it's going to be a busy weekend for me. So I am seeing, today's Friday, right? So tonight I'm actually seeing Anatomy of a Fall. My first, I would say, not counting, you know, Oppenheimer or Killers of the Flower Moon, but this is like my first real like Oscar bait movie of the season. So looking forward to that. I'm also going to be seeing The Holdovers on Sunday right after church. And I can't wait. I'm so excited about that. Then next week, I already got my ticket. I am seeing Priscilla. So I've got three Oscar Beatty movies within, you know, seven days. That's kind of fun. I can't wait. So yeah, I'm seeing Priscilla next Thursday. And then the Monday after, AMC is doing something called Screen Unseen. I think Marvel, not Marvel, Regal has done this before where they'll have like mystery movie Mondays or something like that. I don't have a regal near me. I haven't been to a regal theater. Uh, golly since uh, college, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Since I lived in Greensboro, North Carolina, I think that's the last time I really went to a regal theater. I've been an AMC girl since like 2012, like loyal AMC actually more before that. I was really upset when I w- went to college and there wasn't an AMC theater. So yeah, the, I guess this is something that, um, AMC is going to be doing for a while or, you know, now they're going to have opportunities for you to see a mystery movie. So I can't wait to share what that is. That is November 6th. So can't actually be missing Bible study for that. I saw that come up on my notifications and immediately bought a ticket. It's like five bucks. Like why not? So what else is coming up? So that week, is seen, Screen Unseen, November 6th. And then that Thursday, I already got my ticket for The Marvels. <sighs> that movie is um, struggling right now in terms of pre-sales and just overall buzz the, the actor strike isn't helping obviously because the ladies can't promote it I don't think that would make too much of a difference honestly I think with Marvel these movies kind of promote themselves I think the fan base does a lot of the word of mouth and promotion I don't think the ladies promoting the movies would make that much of a difference especially when you know so much of the audience doesn't like Brie Larson but that that's just that's neither here nor there that that's a whole separate conversation and then I already have my ticket on Thanksgiving week for wish can't wait i'm waiting for napoleon tickets to go on sale i'm planning on making that a double feature day and that'll be on a tuesday so the tuesday before thanksgiving still waiting on tickets to go on sale for um the hunger games movie there's also another movie coming out in the month of november called journey to bethlehem it's like a christian musical i don't understand why they're releasing this um in november and not closer to christmas but you know whatever so that i'm planning on seeing that as well I'm pretty sure tickets are on sale. I just gotta figure it out. And now that my um, slots for AMC A list are starting to diminish, y'all, I've had like up to seven movies in my queue, like tickets bought or seats reserved. All month long. I haven't spent this much money on AMC theater tickets in a long time. But hey, it's worth it. I love this. Absolutely love this. And it keeps me busy. It's something to do. It's uh, uh, For real, this is the only thing I like to do that costs me any money. So now that Friday Five Nights at Freddy's is out of the way, I have a slot open for AMC A-list reservations. And then another one's going to open up after I see Anatomy of a fall. So expect a little TikTok review if you follow me on YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram for Anatomy of a Fall and for the holdovers. You will get full reviews for those. I'll probably end up porting those Monday and I might space them out, or you'll probably end up just getting them what, Wednesday maybe. We'll see. So yeah, lots coming up, a lot to do and a lot planned for the month of November because it's almost over, y'all. Spooky season's almost done goodness. So if you see Five Nights at Freddy's, let me know what you think. If you are a fan of the game and you see the movie, let me know what you think. I can't wait to hear from you. But anywho, have an amazing weekend. I love you. And I will see you next time.